Howdy. Welcome to another episode of Canon Calls. I am your host, Jake McAtee. And this week, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing recurring guests, multiple people, Forrest Dickinson and Rachel Jankovic. And they are on to talk about their brand new book, Sir Battleot and the Cranky Danky Dragon. It's a brand new picture book for kids. And if you pre-order today, October 11th, you will get, with your pre-order purchase, a print from the book, a beautiful print that Forrest drew from the book that Forrest has signed, and you will get a signed copy of the book from Rachel. Do not miss out on the opportunity. Pre-order today. And without further ado, meet these artists, Rachel and Forrest. Rachel, your brand new book, Sir Battleot and the Cranky Danky Dragon. <laughs> yes. You wrote it, Forrest. You've illustrated it. I did. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. So yeah. far, yeah. Rachel, that's what what is, what's a battle lot? The Sir Battle Lot. <laughs> Sir Battle Lot is the nickname that was Shadrach, who's my ten-year-old now. When he was a toddler, that I was that I started calling him Sir Battle Lot. So it's really just an affectionate. But at the time, I was like, I need to like make a T-shirt that says Sir Battle Lot or something. And then it just, I kept thinking, oh, that should be a kids' book. That's a name I like. Okay, how so? In terms of this coming along, it's in narrative poetry. Yeah. Where did you, did, were you just, did the rhymes come? Is that, was that part of <laughs> the thing with your son or did you just no. rattle this off? I How think, did this come to be? <laughs> I would say I rattled off part of it. And okay. then I was like, oh, I should finish that. And then it was years of not going back okay. to it. So that's how he's 10. He's not like, you right. know, years of not, of thinking, oh, I should do that sometime. But that's really finally did it. Finally was like, okay, finish the stupid poem, Rachel. <laughs> it's not stupid. Though. It's no, great. no. It's really you should not it. intellectually <laughs> elite. High art is what we've done. Is, yeah, and well, we were just discussing there are deep thematic elements that. In the art. The sure. author didn't even that see. I didn't even notice didn't even in the print. That's how deep they are. So they are. No, just yeah. that. So Forrest, you've come you've come along to illustrate. This is not your first illustration. So when I read it, the thing that the thing that stood out to me was, was that there was a moral to the story. Well, there is. Oh no, yeah, that's true. This is which is a certain brand of children's books that, especially mm -hmm. today, is especially prevalent on it. You know, any kids' book on Amazon is like um, not a story. It's just Here's what your child should think. It's Sometimes I feel angry. Sometimes when I feel yeah. angry, yeah. I tell my mom yeah. why I, she made me mad. I should have brought like a printout of the Amazon page for this genre of book. Is this so? I like generally these come with like 32 page picture books that you read, like three to six. Is that where you would find this? Oh, is like, this have a yes? I would. Yeah, I would say probably. They get highly particular in this yeah. genre of books. I know. I guess I don't think about that. But <laughs> yeah, yes, I would say probably that. Uh, and a lot of those are... for <laughs> three-year-olds, you know? It really is, actually. And, um, the result is just propaganda that's not actually fun to read. I think it plays off of parents' anxieties about thinking that they should be doing something to help their kid with their right. anger issues. Or, Let me give you tools to understand you your tools, emotions. Yeah. <laughs> 
Very right. which is All like, those things, it's like a, your emotion needs to be assigned a color so that you can identify it with an animal so that you can yeah. know how to. Which is like a, like yeah. a form of like distraction. Let's make yeah. them think about something, a nice, right. happy color. Okay, why don't we, so Sir Battlelot, mm -hmm. can you maybe just give us the, what happens in Sir Battlelot? Maybe we start there and then find our sure. way into some it's, of the. What he said about having a moral is very true. And I laugh about this because I'm like, yes, but I am I am actually a mother, which means that I don't have a problem with a story that has a moral because that's often <laughs> right. what you're looking for. Like when you're trying to help your right. kids. But the spirit of this one is much more trying to have fun talking to your kids about things that, yes, it's an important. There's plenty of things you could talk about, but I have no intention of releasing us study guide questions yeah. <laughs> to ask your child after you've about, read yeah, what did you learn yeah. about gratitude right, in this right. you know but but the moral is essentially uh the well the cranky danky dragon one of the things that this is not all in the book but one of the things i've always said with toddler boys is that if they come in and they're talking really fussy we would say is that you talking or is that the fussy dragon? It was like, sounds like the fussy dragon. So we would always say, you kill him or I will, but somebody's got to kill the fussy <laughs> dragon right now. One of us is going to do it. And so with my really little boys, I was always like, they had to, um, just to be clear, I'm talking about like 18 months. <laughs> I'm not talking about like my 12 year old or anything. Yeah, your junior uh, kid walks in. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm talking about little kids, but I would say I want to see, like, I want to see you kill the fuzzy dragon. Like you do this because it, it helps them to get a break from the behavior that they were in. And then we would joke about if you're still talking fussy, then he ate you up. Like, I'm going to have to did. kill him. I'm like, you lost. you lost. And so I need to hear a voice that proves to me that you have put this to death. And that they always understood it, but it was also always playful and fun. So they would be fussy, but I'm like, but I need to see you actually do something about this. And the playful and fun thing being this is this is the medium or the form proportionate to the person I'm talking to. Yeah. Like how how important is the the fun aspect of that? I think you talk about that. I think it has a lot to do with being persuasive to children. Right? Like I have talked to mothers because I have written books to mothers and about parenting that are not in lightweight rhyme <laughs> like where you're where, cranky you know, danky yeah, mothers like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cranky danky mother yeah uh, book two yeah right. well maybe we'll do that later yeah. <laughs> uh but because of the with that age group with like one of the things that happens all the time is mothers say i don't know how to communicate this to my children like i can understand it but they would say things they end up saying something to their toddler like don't be self-righteous and you're like <laughs> Okay. Does your toddler know what that means or how is it presenting itself or yeah. how and how and story is just a huge tool, but story or metaphors or anything that you can get them to laugh at the silliness of sin and not want to be that, like not want to not be persuaded by it. And, um, you know, like I, I feel like a lot of mothers struggle to transfer a concept into a easy communication with the child. Yeah, we just finished uh, Get a Grip not long ago, your webinar, yeah. Get a Grip. And just watching the questions come through of, hey, can you talk about this, but for my three-year-old? Right, that like I understand this, I believe it, and I like it, but right. how on earth would you ever teach you, it yeah. to somebody? Um, and I think a huge part of that is just 
mother's not doing a good job of like taking yourself really seriously all the time, like taking everything. So instead of just being full of laughter and joy and not being tolerant of the bad attitudes or whatever, but still not being, not being all shrill or angry about it. Yes. So Forrest, you were talking about there's in the genre, you see this attempting to do, I think if they heard you say what you just said, most of the people writing in this genre would say, yes, I'm also, I'm also doing that. And there's like bad ways to, if you were going to do like a left, right, there are people that are doing what you, you said about like, are you angry? Would you like to not be angry? Mm-hmm. And if they say no, that's oh, fine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah. That seems to be a thing. And then right. I also see it on the other side where it's like, uh, here's a gender book about, by the way, <laughs> do you know there's genders? And anyway. Uh, no, there's a lot of those right now. I mean, that's, a sh- that's like yeah. the probably the overwhelming majority of kids lit right now is that kind of. What is, so what for us, like, what is the failure on either side? Like the good guys and the bad guys, what are they failing to accomplish? <laughs> I think the failure is that they're, trying to appeal to a, the reason of a three-year-old, which is like, as we all know, is uh, low functioning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you mentioned about being fun. It's like narrative is effective um, because we all are persuaded by our emotions first. And then the reason is what comes later. And we, after the fact, we can see what just happened. But, um, if it's not fun, it's just not effective. So it's not that I've it's not that I have a problem with a moral, you know. I, yeah. I'm all for morals. <laughs> <laughs> and there's even like Aesop's fables are fun. Like yeah. those are those are the kinds of things where you can read it, the story's engaging, the characters feel real, and then there's a clear lesson at the end that you can all discuss, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a genre that's perfectly valid. That they, that's what this leans toward. But the thing that I liked about this is that it is fun and it's fun to read i just have i have two girls that i read to well three two that i read to um before bedtime and um if the prose or the verse is not fun to read i just hate it <laughs> no it's a uphill battle as yeah. a parent to read aloud at the end of the day when you were you're just be, you want to just you, like this is fun because you can just fall down the words it's like a it's like a big st- stair step and you're just like tumbling down to the end <laughs> it's, well that's why great. the silly poetry is help i mean like it is at least you feel like there's something to keep, get you through to the end of yeah. reading it out loud cranky danky is fun to say cranky danky dragon yeah. Yeah. yeah so when you guys i imagine one everyone now has this book to buy for friends or their own kids what what are you when you're buying kid buying this kind of book for your kids? What are you hoping it accomplishes? Is it just like what's the three year olds are convicted? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see them come in immature and come out mature. Yeah, yeah right. you know, we're gonna solve all of our problems with Sir Badalot. So yeah, it's a, it's a low barrier to entry and a, a high and purifying <laughs> barrier to exit. Yeah, right. I actually do think though that the. The goal is that they enjoy the like enjoy the concept of victory over something or, you know, yeah. I mean, as little as enjoying the pictures and enjoying looking at it, but you're inputting something that you can talk about later, but it's not a, I don't have a. <laughs> no, no, no. Rachel, go for it. <laughs> 
I'm not hoping for people it. are going to graduate from yeah. the school of Sir Battleot with sure. some, you know. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Are you, are you hoping yeah. for that, yeah. Forrest? Yeah. <laughs> I do know that my kids saw the early versions of this, and and I showed them this versions with really rough sketches, and they immediately latched onto the idea of a cranky dinky dragon and the yeah. swamp under the tree, and like, um, I love that the goal is basically to be more fun than the bad guy. Right. Which is not hard because he's not fun at all, but it's something that's attractive, good, yeah. true and beautiful. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is interesting to think about when you don't offer that victory, those like tiny victories often. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many, how many times do you hear in webinars or anything of when you're talking with someone, you just have the idea that they haven't had a win in a long time. Right. And actually I would say it's, it's, or they've not acknowledged as a win, any win that they actually have had. Like they just continue feeling, and especially when you have little kids, that's just so important. Like there are so, there are so many times that you just say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like in two minutes, I'm going to say it's time for bed. And you're going to say, okay, mom. So like, let me hear you say, okay, mom. And then they're like, okay. And we're like, are you ready to do this? And then you do it. And then when they do it right, you're like, woohoo! Like, like that. This is yeah. wonderful. Like where you're like, great job giving them high five. Like yeah. this because kids thrive when they know what you do want from them and when they feel your pleasure yeah. in it. Yeah. But so many parents are like, I expect you to not fuss when I say it's bedtime. But then when you don't fuss, I don't even notice that you obeyed. Me. I don't even acknowledge that you maybe got the victory over something in your own life right now. We just yeah. have moved on to the next thing I don't like, which is how you made a mess with the toothpaste or like we've just moved on to whatever. So I think it is, it's not just talking about important things, but it's actually helping your child know that they are like, this gives me pleasure when you're like this. I'm delighted in you. This is fun. It's it's a lot of things. But I think when people think they've never had a win, half the time is that they haven't noticed. They have not noticed how their kid has grown or how they have learned something. And they're just continuing to fuss about it pretty much. Yeah. Is it is there with uh, when I think about the genre or like sort of the high handed propaganda or Sure. What is, is there something about like that that doesn't acknowledge that either? Or is it, is it like yeah, just totally. Treating kids like they're little bureaucrats. It's like a really weird, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's right, like less ready. the humanity of yeah. like what children actually are. The last, I, I read a book. Um, the last I read, did some research, you know, what's out there. And I read the one, the one that I read was um, Grumpy Monkey. <laughs> and because like oh that's the art is fun it's kind of like yeah um and it's a gr about a grumpy monkey who's all his friends come around and try and cheer him up and at the end grumpy monkey says no i would like to just be grumpy and his friends have to learn that sometimes you, you respect just need to be someone grumpy. else's grumpy well, like wait it yeah how how so, not fun is that? Like, sorry, kid, you just it's gonna be a treat be of the life you're gonna yeah. have. There's no <laughs> right. way out of the grumpy. Like there is there is no win. Sometimes it's okay to just lose. You may be just a happier kid it's if you so just sad. won't lose. Yeah. But I will say part of the I think there's way more moralistic Christian literature yeah. that is actually uh not that it has a bad message or that it but it, it's like too high flying 
Like one of the books that we totally love and we've always had for our kids, St. George and the Dragon. Okay. It's great. Like that's a great book. It's a great story. We've referenced it in, in the kinds of conversations you're having with your kid. When you're like, you're the knight, you don't get to go hit your sister. That yeah. would be like St. George attacking the princess <laughs> instead of the dragon. Like, you know, like your job yeah. is actually yeah. this direction and not that. And, and it, so I'm, it's nothing negative about that. But I do think yeah. that sometimes Christian moralistic things tend to get a little high flying, like it's the medieval period or like it's something that's very otherworldly, like fantasy. Yeah. Well, this is clearly fantasy too, but, but fantasy in a way that is more like, more self-serious, if that yep. makes sense, yes. not not laughing so much. So, okay, there's a point. I, I also having worked with your podcast, what have you. Yeah. I have seen <laughs> similar criticisms. You had mentioned to me on the phone yesterday, a criticism uh, that might be coming of Sir Battleot is right. that we are essentially mocking sin. Yeah. And that seems to sort of follow you around. And most or at least it is still making an effort at laughing about someone who's in sin. Yeah, that's true. You, yeah, that, uh, I was setting it up kind of nice. You, you were going to be more yeah, careful. Yeah. So t can you talk about that? Why do you think that's a, that's not only you're going to brush that criticism off, but you intend to do it. That's not something you're in. No, I'm not embarrassed. Like there's all kinds of sins that I would not think it was appropriate to do that about. Sure. But a kid having a big tood is one of the ones <laughs> that I feel fine. I feel fine making fun of that. Or, yeah. But also wanting your children to see that like sin really is insanity. Like it's not, it's not actually in harmony with the truth of God's world. Uh, so it's not. And the point, I guess, in this book is that it's when he sees, he sees things truly when he's being thankful. Right. Like he's he's when he's angry, he's just being angry and <laughs> it might distort reality. a little it's, bit. Yes. Like he thinks whatever he's he's having a big dude. It's angry, but it's not. I guess I would just say that I'm not I wouldn't make light of every sin. Sure. But with kids, you do actually want them to see some sins as nuisances like. This is just a pest. This is the spider you can stomp on. Like, this is the thing that you... This is the disease which afflicts amateurs, the artistic <laughs> temperament, right? Like, yeah. that's when I, when I yeah. read this, it's like, oh, this, this kid suffers from the artistic temperament like, <laughs> to a very high degree. So I can relate. And it's yes. not working for me. My plans yes, are not yes. working. Uh, which is, yeah. That's Ch funny. Chesterton calls it a disease which afflicts amateurs. So <laughs> that's what this is, but for... What, three-year-olds? I don't know what age range. I don't know. what. It, I guess we have to Two decide what age <laughs> range this is. I'm curious for us, when you go to illustrate something like this, you want to match, I assume the, you want to match form and content and make sure that like you represent everything she's trying to do. Mm -hmm. What would have been failure? Like, How could you have <laughs> articulated this that you thought whoever illustrated that didn't get the point? Or, or, like, are you thinking about okay. those kinds of things? Totally. And that's actually the reason that I went with traditional media for this book okay. was Here we go. usually I'm doing digital stuff, which is great because you can, it's, there's all kinds of good, um, what do you uses mean by digital? digital media? So painting it digitally, like yeah. in Photoshop basically, yeah. which was, um, other stuff that I've done has all been digital, which works well for the editing process and publishing because it's quick. You can make changes really quickly with this. I thought I don't want this to look like every other, moralizing mm. tale on Amazon, which is like <laughs> cleaned up, Disneyfied, Globo homo, but for kids, super like right. soft edges, tennis balls on all the corners. And it's like, 
that was that style just bugs me to no end when I see it. And so what I wanted was something that felt very human, classic, timeless. So I went with pen and ink, gouache and watercolor and did it all traditionally. And then there was some digital finagling on the back end. But I wanted it to feel like it was made by a real person and it could have been made a hundred years ago. And showing it, I haven't seen it printed out. I've only looked at it on the computer, but showing it to my boys. Well, all of my kids, but little boys, Moses especially, who's still in the target age range okay, for this book, really kept cracking up about things like the dragon, the the things that are happening to the dragon, especially when he's trying to blow and it's just a little. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big hit. Yes. Like there's a lot. It's it's the illustrations are super fun. Awesome. Yes. What happens is if an illustration amuses me, that's where like good it. enough. Good enough. <laughs> but if I'm bored then I know that Moses will be bored. Yeah. You can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Awesome, guys. So this, uh, by the time this airs, this is out now, available at canonpress.com. And go buy 17 of them. Hand them out. Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>